0: you're listening to the futsal guy podcast i am your host and fellow soccer friend the futsal guy Welcome back to episode 5 of the Futsal Guy podcast. If you have been following with the episodes, you should have somewhat of an idea of how season 1 of the Futsal Guy podcast will go. I haven't finally decided how many episodes will be in the season 1, but I will want to cover different aspects of the game so that by the end of this podcast season 1, you will have a clear overview of football and futsal as a whole. Currently, we have Injury 101 and Equipment 101. This episode will be Nutrition 101. Eat to Perform. This is a difficult topic to talk about, I'll be honest with you, because there is no one true answer to a lot of the things that I'm going to touch on. I'm going to approach this topic from my own perspectives, my own experiences, but everything I say should not be taken as professional healthcare advice. Always do your own research on topics that you want to learn more about, because I'm just a guy with some experiences playing and competing in football and futsal. Anyways, I always welcome input from you guys listening, so any other one-on-one topics you want me to make an episode out of, let me know. There are a couple ways to get in touch with me. If you check the episode description, you'll find them, but the most direct should be to email me at thefoodsoguypodcast at gmail.com. I just created this email address dedicated for communicating with all of you listeners. So let's do an overview of what we will go through in today's episode. Again, I'm going to start with the basics. So some terminologies that I think you should familiarize yourself with. These terms are macronutrients, micronutrients, calories, BMR, sugar and maybe a couple others as we go through the episode don't worry for each term I'll try to explain in a way that for you as a footballer you can use this information to essentially make better decisions regarding nutrition we will start with macro and micronutrients simply put macronutrients you need a lot of daily And micronutrients, which are vitamins and minerals, you need very little of. We should only focus on the macronutrients for this episode because if you eat a couple of different things on a daily basis and you consume some vegetables and fruits here and there, then your micronutrient intake should be fine. Let's just focus on the macronutrients. There are three. Carbohydrates. Protein and fats your body need them in different proportions depending on what you did what you are doing now and what you're gonna do these three macronutrients have different functions and will help you in different ways but can also harm you in different ways as well most foods that you consume have a combination of all three let's take an example of an egg it has high amounts of protein but it's not hundred percent protein some of it is fats and some is sugar, which we call carbohydrates, or carbs. When we exercise, train, or compete, most of the energy we use come from carbohydrates and fats. Now, understanding the differences between carbs and fats I think is the most important part of this podcast episode, so for the next few minutes, you should try to listen and focus. The first thing I want you to remember is that carbs require less oxygen than fats. That means that football players playing 11 a side on a full-sized pitch for 90 minutes will burn quite a bit of fats along with the carbs. However, for futsal players performing at really high intensity and really high pace, your body can't bring in enough oxygen and that means you burn more carbs than fats because carbs require less oxygen than fats. Essentially at low intensity, I would say at around 50-60% to 60% maximum heart rate, you will burn around half and half, half carbohydrates and half fats. At high intensity, I do not know the percentage but carbs become more and more important. Now you might ask, why do high intensity help you lose weight faster? The answer is simple, if you spend an hour training at high intensity, your body will burn a lot more calories than if you jog slowly for an hour. At the end of the day, if the total amount of calories you consume is less than what your body requires to live. then your body will compensate that amount of calories with the fats that's stored throughout your body. This is what we call a calorie deficit. If you can maintain the calorie deficit consistently, you will lose fats. In addition to fats, however, your body will also break down some muscle tissues to compensate for the calorie deficit that's where proteins come in keeping your protein intake high enough will ensure that you will not lose a lot of muscle mass that you work so hard to get proteins help your body to fix maintain and to grow muscle tissues here's another question why do marathon runners have really skinny bodies while sprinters have much more muscular and fuller physique if you look at the training of marathon runners Most of the times, the exercises are at low intensity. That means fats are becoming more and more important for them. Also, their physiques adapt to the low intensity training. Our bodies are really dynamic and can adapt to help us better perform. Because marathon runners perform at low intensity, their bodies do not need to hold on to a lot of carbs. Bigger muscles can hold on to more carbs, which can in turn provide more energy. But marathon runners do not need that much energy from carbs, that's why their bodies are skinnier. The benefits are, their bodies become very light and they depend on the most efficient fuel source which is fats and not carbs. For sprinters, they run and perform at almost maximum intensity. Their bodies do not have enough time to bring in enough oxygen to convert fats into usable fuel, so they depend a lot on carbohydrates. Performing at high intensity, their muscles frequently need high amounts of energy from carbs. That's why the muscles become bigger so they can store more and more energy. That's why they develop a more muscular physique. What about football and futsal players? In order to perform well, football players need similar amount of carbs and fats. But because carbs is only 4 calories per gram and fats is nine calories per gram if you want to consume the same number of calories for every gram of fats then two grams of carbs will provide the same amount of energy don't worry if it sounds confusing now i'll talk about this more in detail in a little bit before you can figure out how much carb you should eat every day how much protein how much fat First, you need to know how many calories your body burn on a daily basis. And it's actually really simple. If you need to figure out your BMR, which stands for basal metabolic rate, it's simply how many calories your body will burn just to keep yourself alive. That means that if you were to stay in bed for the whole day without doing anything, your body will still need to keep breathing, to keep the brain functioning, to keep your body temperature, your heart beating, blood flowing, all of these require energy. How do you figure out this number? There's a couple of different formulas, but you don't need to worry about any of that stuff. You can go online and type in BMI calculator, and you will find plenty of sites where you can just plug in some numbers, and you will get the result. Before you pause this episode to go and check, I recommend that when you fill in the data, there's usually a couple of different lifestyle options, like sedentary lifestyle, lightly active, moderately active, very active. You should choose the sedentary lifestyle. That will give you a good estimate of the number of calories you burn on days you rest and on days you don't have any training or matches. Whenever you Whenever you have a training session or match, you can kinda estimate the extra number of calories you will burn. I can give you an estimate of that. For every 30 minutes of either training or match, your body should burn around 300 calories depending on the intensity, it might be lower or higher, and also depending on your weight. So you can kinda guess that during a 90 minute match, you should burn around a 1000 calories give or take. For futsal, one match you should burn around 6 to 700 calories. Again, depending on the intensity and assuming it's an official match, 20 minutes per half time. You know, for futsal, time stops when the ball is out of play, so a typical 40 minute match will be around 60 minutes, hence 6 to 700 calories. So after you figure out your daily number, it can be 1600 or 2000 or 2500, anything in between, you can plus the calories you burn on days that you train or play. Then you should have a rough idea on how much you want to consume. If you want to maintain weight, eat about the same amount of calories you burn. If you want to lose weight according to conventional wisdom, eat 500 calories less than you burn. Then every day your body will go to the fats and a little bit of muscle to compensate for that 500 calories. If you are consistent, in a week, your body will have to compensate 3500 calories, which is around 1 pound of fats, which equals to around 0. 0.45 kilograms or about half a kilogram that's basically how you lose weight it's the same concept for weight gain eat 500 calories more than you burn and your body will keep the 500 for safekeeping and after a week you will gain around 0.45 kilograms up until this point it's pretty straightforward however it gets tricky once you've been following this principle for a while because you won't see the same results all the time once your weight start to go down you won't be burning the same amount of calories anymore your metabolism might change affecting how much you burn And other things that I do not have a lot of knowledge in. Basically, if you stick to what I just explained, you should be able to adjust your weight to where you want to be. Later on in your own journey, you will learn new things and it's all trial and error, so you just have to give it a try. Now that you know how much your body burns, how much you need to eat to increase, decrease or maintain your weight, let's talk about how much each of the macronutrients you should eat. And which foods contain what. I'm assuming that you want to eat the right foods in order to perform well. If you don't care about performance, then you can eat whatever you want, it doesn't matter. But if you do care about performance, then here's what you need to know. There are two approaches. One is keeping track of calories and the other one is keeping track of the proportion of macronutrients. Let's talk about the first approach, keeping track of calories. It's an easier approach and a more suitable one if you are just starting out and you do not know a lot about nutrition. Here's what you do. You have a target daily calorie depending on whether you want to lose weight, gain weight or maintain weight. For every food you eat throughout the day, you note down the amount of calories in each food. Just add them up at the end of the day and you are done. To know the calories in each food, you can either look at the label on the package or you just have to remember them. A simple google search will give you a good estimate of the amount of calories in each food. Let me give you some examples. A banana is around 100 to 120 calories, 1 egg is around 70 calories, 100 grams of chicken breast is around 170 calories, but you also have to count the oil and the butter you use, which is around 100 calories for every tablespoon. So you can see why fried food can really pack a punch when it comes to putting on weights. After a few days, you should have a good estimate of a lot of the foods that you eat. It is a lot more difficult to keep track of calories when you eat out in restaurants because you don't really know what goes into the food, how much oil was used, things like that. So cooking your own food gives you a lot of control over your nutrition. Let's look at the second approach. The second approach is to track the proportion of your macronutrients. Let's say that your target calories is 2000 calories per day. Then you allocate a percentage to each component of the macronutrients. You should start at around 50% carbs 30% 30% protein and 20% fats. Again, it's all about trial and error and finding what works best for you. You might also change this proportion depending on the situation. If you are injured and you need to maintain muscle mass, then up the protein intake to say 50 or 60%, drop the carbs down to 20 and the remaining to fats. Let's say you decide to try 50% carbs, 30% protein and 20% fats. Because your target is 2000 calories, 50% carbs will be a thousand calories, and each gram of carb is 4 calories, so then it will be 250 grams of carbs and 30% protein, which will be 600 calories, that is 150 grams and fats will be the remaining 400 calories, which is 44 grams only because every gram of fat is 9 calories so you have 250 grams of carbs, 150 grams of protein and 44 grams of fats let's use an example of an egg again If you type in eggs into Google on your computer, then on the right side, you will see the nutritional values. You can change the amount to one large egg, it will be around 78 calories. But you don't want to count the calories, you want to look at the protein, the total carbs and the total fats. You will see that fats is 5 grams, which multiplied by 9 gives you 45 calories. 6 grams of protein multiplied by 4 which gives you 24 calories and 0.6 grams of carbs give you 2.4 calories. The remaining few calories comes from the micronutrients in the egg. So if you consume one egg, you can subtract 0.6 grams from the 250 grams of carbs, you can subtract the 5 grams from the 44 grams of fat, and you can also subtract 6 grams of protein from the 150 grams of protein. You will want to do this for everything you consume throughout the day. You see, this approach requires more dedication and will sometimes lead to some issues. Let me explain. If you, for example, consume foods that are really high in fats, you will end up consuming 44 grams of fat and you still need to consume high amounts of proteins and carbs. Then you end up consuming more fats in order to meet your protein and carb intake. Both approaches are used by athletes and some like one more than the other. The best way to know is to try both and see what works for you. So what are some good sources of carbs, proteins and fats? For carbs, potatoes, rice, bread, vegetables, and fruits are really good sources of carbs. If you want something that gives you really quick energy, go with fruits, sports drinks that contain carbs, and bananas. These are all good for consuming close to training and during matches if you feel like you have hit a wall during training and need some energy quick. Pure sugar with water is sometimes used as well if you're feeling like you're going to faint during training, but be careful because... Simple sugar will give you energy quick, but you will crash after your body ran out of the sugar. So drink sugar water only if you really need to. And after that, eat some foods to prevent your body from crashing. If you want to eat a couple of hours before training, then white bread, white rice, and potatoes are really good. Try to consume around 3 to 4 hours before training and you will be able to get the energy from the food that you eat. If you want a slower and steadier energy for your body, say you're trying to prepare for a match the day before or even 2 or 3 days before, up until about 6 hours before, then try consuming some really complex carbs like whole wheat bread brown rice, whole foods, these get digested the slowest, so eating too close to training will leave you feeling full during training. After training, your body will have low level of glucose and glycogen, which is just energy from the carbs, so you need to replenish that energy by eating some carbs. Also, your body needs to recover, rebuild and grow muscle tissues, so you should be consuming a lot of proteins after training. But some protein before training is also good too. Good sources of protein include milk, eggs, fish, animal meats, nuts and beans. Protein supplement is a good idea as well if you tend to not be able to consume enough protein on a daily basis. Good sources of fats include olive oil, coconut oil, and butter. Remember that a lot of foods have really high amount of fats like nuts, cheese, animal meat with fats, skins like chicken skin, for example. So you already know what you're not supposed to be eating, but if you don't, you should remember this. When you eat anything and you question yourself, I think this is good for me, right? Most likely it's not good for you. But nobody's perfect. You can eat what you like in moderation. The goal here is not perfection, it's progression, cutting out the bad things little by little and including more of the good stuff. That should be your goal. Alright, next up, let's talk a little bit about hydration and fluid. Assuming you don't drink all the sugary drinks, which we call empty calories. For example, a can of Coca-Cola is around 140 calories and it does nothing to help you perform. It just gives you a momentary spike of energy followed by a drop making you feel even more tired. You should be getting most of your fluids from water. It's important to remember that during a long intense training, you might lose up to 1 kilograms or more mostly in water weight so you have to replenish that water. A good rule, my personal rule anyways, is to quadruple your water intake depending on how much you lose during training. If it is half a kilograms you lost during training, then drink an additional two liters throughout the day to keep your body well hydrated. Sports drinks are also good too. Get the ones that has some carbohydrates because that can help boost your energy a little without having the same negative effects as soda and energy drinks. Energy drinks aren't helpful, so you should stay away from them. I think this pretty much covers Nutrition 101. Nutrition is a very broad topic. I might be going into more details in another episode. But for now, what I just shared with you, I think is plenty. Let me know what you think if you want another Nutrition episode. Getting in touch with me is possible also through a couple of different channels. Links are all in the episode description. The most direct, of course, is to email me at podcast at gmail.com or reach out to me through my social media accounts my website i always want to get to know my listeners of this podcast you know you can also subscribe to the podcast on multiple podcast platforms like apple Podcasts, spotify breaker etc i would really appreciate it and you can also join me in an online facebook group i just created the link will also be in the episode description i appreciate you listening till the end thank you so much and i will be back next week with another episode this is your food Guy signing out Thank you.